I want to talk about crowdfunding. Um, it's uh, a phrase you may have heard, you may have seen it on the telly, heard about it in the news, perhaps seen it in tweets or texts or online. Uh, essentially, it's when people raise funds for a project by getting people to pledge money online but there are different ways of doing it and different ways it works um, and there's a big conference in sheffield today looking at crowdfunding and the issues around it tim writes with me tim is a director of a company which helps businesses get money through crowdfunding good morning good morning andy just before we continue am i right in saying it would be fair to say that the city of sheffield is a world leader in crowdfunding it certainly is you have the crowdfunding center here uh, who put together what is undoubtedly the biggest and best data set on crowdfunding in the world so if you want to find out what's happening in crowdfunding anywhere in the world, then you can do it through the Crowdfunding Centre's online pages, but it's based in Sheffield. So we're, we're leading the way. You certainly are. You would expect it to be, you know, Financial District, London, somewhere like New York, but it's Sheffield. How, how has that come about? So? Well, that's the great democratisation that comes with crowdfunding, I guess. It gets, uh, anybody can get involved. I mean, people typically think of the United States as being the place that it all started, but actually the UK is really the world's leading centre. And it, it happens that way for a number of reasons. There's four models of crowdfunding. There's what's known as the reward-based model, so that's where you think of platforms like Kickstarter, and Indiegogo and Crowdfunder, where people uh, actually offer rewards to people that buy pledges from them or buy, buy rewards from the, the project. So let's say I wanted to fund a film. I might offer rewards which would include a mention in the film or maybe come and visit the set. And you buy those rewards and collect them all together and you end up with your, your sum to make your film. So that's a reward-based model. There's a donation-based model where you actually just give money and it's because you get a nice warm feeling yeah. you know, because you've done the so right thing. It's a charitable contribution. That's right, yeah. Although you do, it does happen in business as well. P businesses do raise money through donation uh, funding as well. It does actually happen. So people don't buy a share necessarily. They just give business money right. to start up because they feel good about helping a business exactly get so. off the ground. Exactly so. But the, the, you mentioned shares there. That's the third version of crowdfunding, which is known as the equity-based model. So you actually buy shares in a company via the crowd. Mm -hmm. Very, very controversial, of course, but the reason that, that the UK is one of the leaders is we embrace all of these models, whereas in the United States... Or or other places, you can't do all of the models. The fourth and final model is the one that's probably not as well known, but it's probably the most valuable, is what's known as the debt-based model, so the peer-to-peer -peer lending model. So you raise a loan through the crowd. So you say, I need to borrow £100,000 to get my business uh, through the next stage. I need to buy some new, new equipment, or we're going on a big marketing campaign. Will you lend me some money? And many thousands of people come together and offer tiny bits of money, which makes the loan up. And these are often interest-bearing loans. But the interest rates are presumably different to banks or the like, or are they, are they comparable? Well, you get a better deal going to a crowdfunded loan than you would to, say, a business operation at a bank? You would get a very, very good rate, and you would also get the money very, very quickly. So a business can go onto these sort of platforms and get their funding in 14 days. So if you went to a bank and said, can I borrow £100,000, it's going to take weeks. Uh, but on, on these uh, platforms, the peer-to-peer -peer platforms like Funding Circle, you can go on there as a business with the right trading history and you can get funded very, very quickly in 14 days. And you've got the government involved in that as well. So you've got the, the Westminster government is putting money onto some of those platforms, investing alongside uh, people like you and me, we're putting our money onto into businesses. Right. So if I've got a thousand pounds, could I say I'm prepared to be part of a crowdfunded system with another ninety-nine people and loan a business a hundred thousand pounds? You could, uh, but and I get you, I get something back in interest. You I? do. You'd say to the business, "I'll offer you a hundred pounds of the hundred thousand pounds that you want, and I want seven percent interest over three years." And they would decide whether you were part of the mix of their loan.
Right. Um, the equity side of things is the area that's the most controversial one, very highly regulated, of course, and you've probably seen the announcement today about the fact that these innovation uh, funding hubs that are going to be starting over the next year, the first one going to be in Sheffield, so again, Sheffield is a, a leading centre in this. These are crowdfunding centres of excellence and, and uh, money-raising for uh, entrepreneurial businesses. First one's going to be in Sheffield, and we've got Nick Clegg, announcing that he supports these things and thinks it's fantastic and he's his communication which said he's encouraging people to back the crowdfunding campaign that will underpin this is actually potentially illegal under the fca regulations and so nick clegg bless him could have been in jail for a couple of years as a result of saying that which is the absurdity of of the regulatory framework but nevertheless despite all that you know you have all of those four models the donation the reward the equity and the lending models all operating in the uk so presumably operating on a, di on a diverse range of projects because you, you could be Very a business so. or you could be a charity or you could be a little self-sustaining charitable shop or something. I mean, must, there must be a Absolutely real broad right. range of people using this. Really broad. Uh, you can see community events, you can see films and creative things, but lots and lots of entrepreneurial things going on, business-related in lots of different sectors. And it fits at different points in a business life cycle as well. So if you're an entrepreneurial startup, you might do a re you've got a product that you want to take to market you think it's a really good idea, you can put it on a reward-based platform and effectively pre-sell your product to the crowd and get really, really good feedback on whether it's a good product or not and that you get some cash flow from that and then you deliver these products as rewards but to, the, to the people that have purchased them. Is there any risk the in this? Because there's an awful lot of online trust is going to be required here. I mean, people are giving you money on the understanding that you will manufacture a product and deliver it. What yep. guarantee as a, as a speculator do I have, Tim? Well, trust, you're absolutely right. Trust is the key currency in all of this. And bear in mind that one of the things that, that, would, that happens in the crowdfunding environment is there's tremendous transparency. You're putting your prospect and your proposition out there to the entirety of the world that's on the internet. And so if you get it wrong, if you Welsh on your deal, you're never going to raise another sou. It's never going to happen for you. So there's an awful lot of pressure involved with making sure that you honour your promises because if you don't, you know, your, your, your currency is gone. Um, in the more formal areas with the, the lending and the equity side of things, that's heavily regulated yeah, and it's a much more contractual type relationship. So. Thank you for coming in. That's really fascinating. It's obviously a, a way forward for funding for lots of different groups, lots of different organisations. You will meet two, who have uh, one who has benefited from it and one who is currently trying to benefit from the crowdfunding system in just a couple of moments. So Tim explained, I thought, fairly eloquently there, the, the principle of crowdfunding. Um, there are different ways of raising the money, different opportunities are offered to those who pledge their money. Uh, it could be just a charitable contribution, you can get a reward, you can do it as a loan, or you can invest in the company and get shares. Um, does it work? Well, yes, it does for some, and uh, you're about to meet somebody for whom it's worked very well, and somebody for whom it hopefully will work pretty shortly. Um, Jam Jamie uh, Veach is here, uh, and Sharon Mossbank. Uh, Sharon um, have both used crowdfunding funding. Uh, Jamie and Sharon have both used it to raise money for their projects. Um, Jamie, uh, good morning to you. What did you use crowdfunding for? Morning, Andy. I helped Sheffield Live, Sheffield's community radio station yeah. down the road from here, uh, to raise £95,000 through crowdfunding, through something called Community Share Issues earlier this year. So a great project, really exciting project, and, and, it, uh, and it raised the, the cash that they needed. £95,000 is a lot of money. It is a lot, indeed. They uh, 
um, they put together a business plan and they took a lot of time and effort making sure that A, that was right, and B, it was robust. Yeah. So that when the business was ready to launch, the business had something that the investors were confident about. And that was really crucial, making sure the investors would be confident that to invest. Because otherwise they're not going to give you their money if you, if you don't look like you're going to be a sound investment. At the other end of the financial scale, Sharon is here. Sharon, you're looking for how much via crowdfunding? I'm looking for £650. So we're looking at different ends of the financial yeah. spectrum here. Um, for what? What's your project? Uh, mine's for um, my residency, which I'm doing with Bank Street Arts, which is a small gallery in Sheffield. Um, Part of the residency, I'm working on a cross-stitch project um, where I've designed my own pattern based on a strand of DNA, and I'm looking for people to sew their own version of the pattern and send them into the gallery. And the finished pieces will all make up an exhibition next year. Um, I want people to use their own colours or style or embellishments on the pattern and make it their own. And the idea is that every piece will be as individual as the person who's made it. So what do you need money for? Because if people could stitch them at home and send them to you, why do you need 650 quid? Yeah, most of the money's going to go on printing the pattern so I can get it out to people. A lot of cross-stitchers aren't necessarily represented online, so sending a physical copy through the post is where most of the money's going to be spent. Uh, and the rest is just going to go on materials so that I can provide workshops for free. I want to get around country. Uh, I've had a few invitations to different galleries in different parts of the country where I'm hoping to get out and teach. So which system that Tim was talking about are you operating mm. on? Are you are people people aren't investing in this? Is it the rewards? No, one it's or the, the rewards. Yeah. So rewards. if I give you ten quid, I get. Well, I don't know what I get. Well, I, I don't get, actually I get, have one for ten pound. But okay, okay. <laughs> I have a five pound reward, which is just a copy of the pattern. Right. Um, and they range up to a two hundred pound reward, which is uh, an invitation to come to meet my uh, myself in my studio in the city wow. centre, um, and take away some goodies as well. Lovely. <laughs> um, your model, presumably, Jamie, was was an investment was it the people have people have invested in and have a share in sheffield live yes they they have so we use something called community shares so however much they put in whether they put in a hundred pounds or whether they put in twenty thousand pounds mm. which is the maximum that an individual could put in could invest they got one share so that means that by buying a different amount you don't get a, a you know more say oh i see like so it's a special model and there have been about 200 community share issues across the country it's been really interesting to see them in Sheffield, Portland Works is a notable one as well, where they save the building. But it's it's great because people then take ownership of something; they're part of it. And people actually, we found that people really like the idea of owning their local media. It's a terrific idea. Media. It's a terrific idea. Whether you're raising money for cross stitch local media, for a business plan, for a charitable organisation, for a shop, but it, presumably you have to get people to know. I mean, the internet is a really busy place, isn't it? How do you get people to find your site before they decide they want to invest in your project? Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right, Andy. And I mean, that applies whether it's a, a small project or a large project. You've got to get people there and you've got to use social media, Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn to direct people there. But actually, you've got to go out and pound the shoe leather and do loads of speaking at events I mean, we spoke at numerous events all over the city lots and lots of business events community events social enterprise events telling people what we were doing and how they could get involved and of course conferences like today you've got the deep impact conference in sheffield and mark sanderson of the university of sheffield the incubator they're doing a lot on helping telling people about how to do this but you've got to you've got to think digital absolutely digital but you've also got to think 
physical you know use the use the connections of face-to-face networking and talking and speaking yeah it's not just like a lazy man's way of raising money this one is it uh, definitely not no <laughs> uh, how have you done it because again you, we, you you're operating at different ends of the spectrum we're, we're, we're trying to launch a radio station here successfully you're, you're much much smaller scale what have you have you yet to get out and talk to people has it been facebook and twitter for you um so far it's been non-stop emailing tweeting facebook uh, just trying to reach out as many people as possible um i've been invited to do some talks so i've got those coming up um yeah it's just reaching out to people in your immediate network and then trying to get beyond that is probably the biggest challenge yeah. and when there's a group of people it's much easier doing it on your own it's a lot more work <laughs> was there a, an option to approach a bank for you i mean for a business like a, a radio station you might have got a more traditional loan for you as an individual could you just have gone to a bank or was crowdfunding the um, only way for you i think crowdfunding is appropriate for what i'm doing as well because i'm trying to get people involved in the project so it's it's promoting my project as well as raising yeah. money and in that way the businesses and places i've reached out to they're not necessarily places i would have got in touch with anyway and it's really helped me to work further my reach for the project well, well best of luck raising your money just jamie finally i mean you do set yourself a target on these whatever it is you're raising money for if you don't hit it do the pledges not count do you have to get to your target before anything i've given you goes through well there are different models of crowdfunding as, as tim explained uh, earlier and on some of the rewards based systems and on some, some crowdfunding it is all or nothing so if you don't hit that goal the investors who have pledged something they don't pay they get right. and but on, on other systems, on other platforms, you can have, rather than all or nothing, you can have, uh, you set a goal, and you might even set a stretch goal, where if you meet goal one, you'll go for goal two, which will enable you to do more. A bit more, yeah. But um, they have a, some of the platforms have a system where if you don't hit the target, you still get to keep what you know you have raised okay. i've invested i invested in you know as well as running crowdfunding projects i've invested in lots myself lovely business here in sheffield making amplifiers to um uh, to plug into your mobile phone and he's making them out of old tobacco tins and they're beautiful i mean he's he's he's, he's creating things here in sheffield down at Kellam island and and whenever anyone sees them they love them but he wanted to scale his business he didn't hit his target but he actually sold prototype two to lots of crowdfunded events investors like me great fun um are you on an all or nothing system or because you've got to get to your 650 it is, yeah it's all or nothing for oh. me i'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> well then we wish you the very best of luck and we have our fingers crossed for you jamie and sharon thank you very much indeed bbc radio sheffield